0: Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's me, Joey P. Joe P. It's time to place your bets. We are just day away. That's right. Day away. Uh, maybe hours now by the time you are seeing this from the NFL draft, which we're going to be covering live on our fantasy pros channel. Don't forget to join us for the draft 7 PM. Eastern on thursday live did i mention it's live because it's live and of course these two gentlemen are going to be there with me talking more draft pat fitzmorris matthew friedman today's show we're going to look at some of the team perspectives in terms of wagering so we're going to talk about what some teams might be looking to add and where the possible landing spots for some of these players will indeed be we're going to break that all down for you and don't forget we are brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books use that promo code juice to get up to a thousand dollars in free bonus bets even if you don't win so sign up today at BetMGM. and gentlemen it has been a, a wild few weeks of speculation of talk so there's not too much speculation left. It's time to put our money where our mouth is. So let's get after it with the number two pick because that's all anybody wants to talk about in the last few days. I know Pat Fitzmorris was on Reddit trying to you know put rumors out there, all kinds of things going on. But let's start with the Houston Texans and what the heck they're going to do. Some people are saying it's going to be Tyree Wilson. If you like that, it's plus 250. If you like the crazy Will Eva stuff, it's plus 175. If you're like me and you just think it's CJ Stroud and this is all nonsense, it's plus 380 uh it seems like young is locked in here pat as the number one guy so who is number two for the texans assuming they stay there
1: man all the heat seems to be with tyree wilson joe and i just maybe i'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around that one just because i think that's a suboptimal decision for the texans although It is the Texans, so I guess that makes it more plausible. I just don't understand how D'Amico Ryans could, like, you know, with the access he has to the Alabama program, having come from Alabama himself, Mm -hmm. conceivably take Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson, who, like, after Will Anderson's sophomore year, if someone would have, uh, you know, offered me a prop that Anderson would not be a top three pick— the following year, like I would have bet my, you know, entire net worth on that, even though that's a, a small amount. But um, so, yeah, it just <laughs> doesn't seem like uh, unless NFL teams are so infatuated with the Calais Campbell body type, um, uh, Tyree Wilson, to me doesn't really make sense there. But, you know, we've heard that reported by Lance Zierlein, who's really dialed in with the Texans. We've heard it reported by Peter Schrager on NFL Network. Um I'm not going to bet Tyree Wilson. I'm mildly intrigued by a long shot. Anthony Richardson bet here at about like plus 3000, just because I think it's possible that um, Richardson goes a lot higher than people are expecting.
0: He would be a project. Interesting spot to try to develop him though. That's the only problem. Uh, Will Anderson plus 320, by the way, for this number two overall pick look Friedman, I want to get your take on this because here's, here's, here's my hot take on all this. The terms of the who leaked the test score stuff. What do you think about the idea that Carolina leaked it just so they could say to everybody, look, Bryce Young's clearly the guy. We're making the right decision for all the draft capital move. What do you think of
2: that? It has nothing to do with the Texans altogether. Did I just blow your mind? Uh, No, I I haven't really thought too much about who's leaking it. And I I honestly don't know if it matters. But on the topic of the Panthers and Bryce Young, he's now only minus 1,000 uh in the market which i know it's like no one wants to lay that much juice but like this number should be minus 5000 so i'm not saying go put 10 units on this but just like put something on it because this number is way off because of the Will Levis reddit thread uh that we saw yesterday uh i i actually think as ridiculous as it sounds that there is value in Bryce Young uh at minus 1000 to be the number one pick so i i would put a little bit on that and then in terms of number 2 man, I, I thought that I would have Will Levis going number two in my mock. Um, because like, it makes sense if you're the Texans, you need a quarterback, uh, and you can't really, uh, you can't let other teams dictate to you the future of your franchise by saying, okay, we're gonna take a quarterback at 12. Like you just, you can't do that. If there's a guy that you prefer out of the three remaining quarterbacks on the board, but it seems that, uh, they just really dislike all of these quarterbacks so much outside of Bryce Young that they are going to go edge rusher at number two and then with that 12th pick or maybe move moving up a little bit to 10 or to eight they are able to take uh, a quarterback there but will Levis at plus 300 he's someone who you know like if I'm going quarterback it's Levis at plus 300 he's he's the guy I would be looking at there. I do not believe it's Stroud. Whatever it is, it's not Stroud. Okay. All
0: right. Well, I'll continue to stay on this island by myself and we'll find out what happens on Thursday night. That should be fun because really we spend a lot of time on the number two pick because – So much of what happens at two is going to impact then the next eight picks after. So the top 10 could be really changed out. Now, a lot of people think Arizona could possibly move out from where they are. Uh, Friedman, we have Tyree Wilson at plus 300, Stroud at plus 350. He's not going to go there. Uh, Probably more looking at Anderson or Wilson. So plus 300 at Wilson, plus 400 for Anderson. Where would you put right now one of those guys in terms of the better investment for number three if Arizona stays there?
2: Yeah, honestly, uh, if Arizona stays, a lot of this is so dependent on what happens at two, but if they stay edge rusher is where I would personally lean, but you have gotten a whole bunch of buzz about offensive tackle Paris Johnson at number three, you know, presumably thinking we need someone to protect Kyler Murray because this guy just gets hurt every year. Uh, I sort of get it, but I would lean still edge rusher. I I think it is too early to take Paris Johnson at number three. That feels like a magnificent reach. Whereas taking Tyree Wilson at number three, feels like only a slight reach like number three, like that's the general range for Tyree Wilson. That's fine. Uh, So I would lean a little more towards Wilson over Paris Johnson. And I'm looking at FanDuel right now, plus 500 for Tyree Wilson. Uh, I think that's actually a reasonable bet. All right. Do you agree
0: there, Pat, with Matthew's assessment?
1: I do. And I tend to agree with um, Friedman's take on the two pick where it just seems so suboptimal for the Texans not to go quarterback at number two, um, leaving the edge spot for the Cardinals if they stay there. I do think there's probably some value on Tyree Wilson at plus 500. But, man, I just feel like the odds of the Cardinals actually making this pick are low. Like, I think they would be bitterly disappointed if they made this pick and there wasn't enough heat on the quarterbacks for anyone to want to trade up to number three.
0: Well, whenever it comes to bitter disappointment, it typically goes hand-in-hand with the Arizona Cardinals. Indianapolis Colts are right now up at four. So the consensus for a long time, Pat, has been – Will Levis. So that seems to be one of the hotter bets there that one can make on this number four overall pick. If indeed the Colts stay there, Will Levis at plus 130. The most updated has Stroud at plus 210, then Richardson at plus 300. It feels like quarterback here, Pat. Uh, Could this be the reach for Richardson? Is this the best of the three wagers because you're getting the best money or uh, in terms of odds, would you rather just, you know, get it right and get the plus 130 when it comes to Levis if he's still are on the board?
1: yeah i mean i think there's enough of a chance that levis isn't on the board with the texans taking him so um that's kind of not where i want to go here i'm more interested in stroud or richardson at those prices i do have a modest bet on stroud right now at number four
0: okay uh friedman if indeed levis goes to the texans at two that leaves stroud and richardson ready to go do you think it's smarter to bet this now and lock in one of these prices or wait and see
2: things unfold and bet it live during the draft if that change starts to happen yeah i think it's richardson or stroud i lean a little bit more towards richardson at this point and you know thinking a little bit more about the number three pick and about trades right i i don't see the colts trading up to number three and i think it will be hard for uh a lot of teams to trade up to number three so i think the colts at four, are going to have their pick of quarterback. You know, even if Levis goes off the board, I think they're going to have a pick between at least two quarterbacks there. I would assume it's Stroud or Richardson, Eileen Richardson at this point.
0: All right, let's move on to the fifth overall pick here, which uh, could be the Seattle Seahawks staying here. We don't know. They do have a lot of picks. It feels like they probably will. Uh, Friedman, uh, to me, this is the one where Jalen Carter really starts to enter into the conversation, plus 350 of the odds there consensus wise for him, where it definitely feels like this would be a good start for them to kind of rebuild this defensive front. Do you agree that that is the pick to make here, or do you see somebody falling like a Tyree Wilson to this
2: range and you think Seattle would then go ahead and take him? Yeah, so Rob Staten, who's a, a pretty sharp mock drafter and also like plugged in um Seahawks blogger, he is pretty insistent that Jalen Carter will not be the pick at number five. Now, like as sharp as he is, and then we've also heard from Daniel Jeremiah, there have been whispers uh Seahawks won't take him at five. Todd McShay has said Seahawks won't take him at five. I'm still disagreeing. Like I think Jalen Carter is probably the pick here at number five. Like I can see how it doesn't happen if it's like okay we're building the culture we want guys who like are good character guys and play hard and love football that doesn't that's not like the book on jalen carter um, and so I can see how it doesn't happen, but man, the market has moved even more. Uh, right. Plus one hundred at DraftKings, minus one fifteen at FanDuel for Jalen Carter to go number five. It makes all the sense in the world. The Seahawks need some big-bodied guys in the interior. Jalen Carter is one of the best defensive tackles we've seen in the draft in the past five years or so. Uh, you know, if not for the character concerns, he would maybe be the number one overall kind of like rated player in this mm-hmm. class uh yeah i i think it makes all of the sense for them to take him if not anthony richardson is the guy who has gotten some hype and i am just not buying the seahawks drafting a quarterback at number five so that he can sit behind geno smith for a year or two i'm just not buying it especially since they signed drew Locke to a backup quarterback contract like drew mm-hmm. Locke is what andy dalton was last year like the sign that the team is not going to be drafting a quarterback uh look i agree 100 with you and this is
0: so much smoke right now this time of year pat I, sometimes i want to just push all the media stuff away and i just want to focus on the needs of the team and also the personality of the coaching staff and the and the organization what they're willing to do sometimes and i feel like pete carroll's one of the guys willing to push the envelope to win and if so jalen carter is the pick and I think it's fascinating that it's moved to the minus over on FanDuel right now, despite all the other stuff that Friedman talked about. What do you think about here at five?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do have a small bet down on Carter, but I got it at much uh, better odds than this. I think it was mm-hmm. over plus 200 when I got it. I just uh, I think if Will Anderson falls, he would be the pick over Carter for the Seahawks. But as noted earlier, I don't think it's uh, likely that Anderson does fall out of the top three or four. So, um, like, I think the value, though, on Carter has just sort of been baked out, considering some of the rumors that really the Seahawks don't want Carter. Um, The character thing, I don't know whether that's an issue or not. I mean, the Seahawks have been a little more cavalier about character issues than some other franchises, guys like Frank Clark, who they've drafted in the past. Um, So that's not really the hang-up for me. Um, I just think that they might have, you know, Maybe they prefer Tyree Wilson if he's here. Maybe Will Anderson does in fact slide in is here. I think the Seahawks would take either of those guys over Carter, but um, you know, I, I do think Carter's a possibility. I just don't think at current odds he's uh he provides any value.
0: Agree with that. Uh, yeah 100 percent. three for three on that one all right let's go to the number six pick overall here's the detroit lions first of two in the first round for them they just moved on from Akuda. it seems like corners the thing you want the most devin witherspoon still holding strong at plus 100 in the consensus is it as simple as that you think pat or you think christian gonzalez at plus six is the better wager investment
1: with every iteration of uh the mock drafts i've done over the past month i've had witherspoon here um mm-hmm. you know even before uh even before they dealt a kudo away. Like, I, I think they could have gone cornerback here plausibly. And as far as Witherspoon over Gonzalez, I mean, what was it that Dan Campbell said in his introductory press conference about wanting knee biters? Was it mm-hmm. knee biters or yeah. ankle biters? I can't uh, remember. Knee biters. Knee I biters. biters. Knee biters. With, knee Witherspoon... Yes, Witherspoon is a kneecap biter for sure. Like he totally fits that. This guy is just a, a dog, and I think he would uh be a perfect fit for the Lions. But let me ask you guys this: I mean, with the Lions clearly on an upward trajectory, when is the next time they're going to pick this high in a draft? Hmm. And Jared Goff is their quarterback right now. What if Anthony Richardson is sitting there for the Lions, who, by the way, have three other picks in the first two rounds and could address some of their needs with those picks? Like, I mean, I. I put a small bet down on Richardson here at plus one thousand. Yeah, and plus I do think hundred
0: even on Fanduel on that. Friedman, do you, yeah, do you think Pat's I... onto something here? With you know, when you have this setup right now, currently, maybe you just you know look to the future a little bit. Uh, it's not a terrible idea, especially now that Rogers is out of the picture in that division.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, and I know like Josh Norris, uh, he's you know kind of on this bandwagon. Benjamin Solak, he's also on the idea that the Lions could take a quarterback. I don't know. I think they're comfortable enough with golf where they can just continue to load up with all of the picks that they have and then just try to run the division there. Um, I don't I and don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I here, And here's part of it. I don't think that the quarterbacks this year are as good as we're saying. I think they will fall down the board a little bit. Not like last year where we have only one quarterback in the right, first course, round, right. but I could see multiple quarterbacks falling out of the top 10 better than 22 Man, not see... as good as 21 I think
0: that's that's the general consensus when it comes to those quarterbacks let's get to number seven here and keep this show uh on the pace here because the Raiders certainly you know with Jimmy Garoppolo could be looking ahead for quarterback Richardson is plus a thousand to go there uh they could also certainly use some offensive line help but Jimmy Garoppolo is uh fragile I would say uh, in terms of being in that uh backfield taking a snap so Paris Johnson plus three hundred, plus eight hundred um Skronsky might be a guy to kind of move around a little bit uh maybe change out maybe move to the interior what do you think uh, about this pick here because it seems like the Raiders are a wild card Friedman which is fun from a betting perspective but also though frustrating at the same time
2: yeah it feels cornerback or offensive line I'm really not buying uh the quarterback situation they were looking to get up to one uh and then when they couldn't they signed Jimmy Garoppolo I like, I think that's mm. the sign. Good point. Um, and so I think cornerback is a, a massive position of need. They have no one who's a starter caliber corner on the roster right now. And then offensive line, you could see how they could, uh, be very desirous for Paris Johnson Jr. And like, this is kind of the, the first spot, uh, outside of the Cardinals. Uh, which still feels a little bit unrealistic but whatever this is the first spot like for months where people have been thinking maybe paris johnson goes here so uh, either christian gonzalez or paris johnson i think would be decent additions here to a betting card your thoughts on this one pat here the raiders at seven
1: what vexes me about betting the seventh spot is that um you know what if friedman's wrong and quarterback is in play for the raiders not that Mm -hmm. friedman's ever wrong but um like i don't know that the raiders no i don't know that the raiders are going to be making the seventh pick um so Mm. you know if it's not them i don't know if there's value on any single player except for perhaps paris johnson because if it's not the raiders making this pick it's likely the cardinals in either the raiders or cardinals could take paris johnson so yeah um Johnson at plus 300 seems like decent value to me. And I I would say even in the
2: trade down scenario for the Cardinals, Gonzalez or Johnson would also be on the board because Gonzalez has been linked to the Cardinals as well. And they have the same positional needs plus 300 on uh Gonzalez by the way right now uh Atlanta
0: Falcons this is possibly the first landing spot for Bijan Robinson plus 250 for him Nolan Smith plus 550 you got Christian Gonzalez plus 650 uh right now Pat do you have a certain feel of will the Atlanta go ahead and just take Bijan and say hey let's support Desmond Ritter in year two with arguably the best generational running back prospect we've seen in quite some time or do you think they go in the defensive side of the ball with either nolan or if jalen carter should fall to them
1: yeah um man i just i don't know if i see any value with any of the individual options here like okay. dijon robinson feels irresponsible Um, an edge rusher, you know, an edge rusher seems like the way to go. The Falcons pass rush is terrible and seems like it has been for the last decade, but which one, I mean, there's so many possibilities, maybe even Tyree Wilson could slide and be here. So, um, they, they need a cornerback too. They've just released Casey Hayward and, uh, you know, they've got Jeffrey Akuda penciled in as a starter who, you know, as Matt Friedman has pointed out many times in the, uh, fantasy end of things is not a shutdown cornerback. So no. um, it, number eight is a total mystery to me. I don't think there's much value on Bijan. I just, I can't see the Falcons with all their screaming needs on defense and some on the offensive line too, taking a running back here.
2: Friedman with all the screaming needs, what screams the loudest? I would just pass on all of this. I would say okay. Nolan Smith is the one who seems the most intriguing. And, you know, he's uh, plus 550. Bijan Robinson, the market is just totally tapped out on him at, at plus 250. Okay, let's close out these
0: top 10 here. The Chicago Bears, I know they want uh, Paris Johnson at plus 380. That's, of course, what uh, they would love to have, it feels like. Uh, do you think, Friedman, that's exactly if he still floats there, that's the pick? Or do you think it
2: never makes it to Chicago over at nine? You know, what's really interesting if you look at the market at nine, um, Darnell Wright is actually priced ahead of Paris Mm -hmm. Johnson Jr. And there's been some serious smoke linking Darnell Wright because he's like that pure right tackle was awesome last year. And there's the idea that like they plug him they plug him in at right tackle where they've seen him dominate, you know, just in terms of talent, maybe actually better than Paris Johnson Jr. last year. Um, And so even though Johnson is, uh, you know, has like the higher expected draft position, this might be one of those specific like circumstance-based picks where you actually would go Darnell Wright ahead of Paris Johnson Jr. And so like in my mock draft, that's one area where I'm struggling, I wouldn't be betting any of this, like Jalen Carter, Darnell Wright, Paris Johnson Jr., um, like all of their low, their odds are low enough in the market to where it's just like, uh, I'm going to stay away. But I, for me, it's not automatic that it's Paris Johnson. This could be right. All right. Uh, real quick, Pat, give me your thoughts on number nine
0: of the Chicago Bears.
1: I would echo everything Friedman says on that. I would fade Peter Skaronsky as the pick here. I know a lot of people link that because he played at Northwestern, which is right in the Bears' Bears backyard. Yeah, he doesn't. They need a tackle, and Mm -hmm. Skaronsky's arms are probably too short to stick a tackle in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I agree. He moves to guard. Let's go to uh, number 10 here, Philadelphia Eagles from the Saints. Uh, This is a pick, too, where we've heard some people say, hey, the Eagles are ready to go right back and win. Bijan's at plus 750 there. I continue to like Nolan Smith Pat at plus 500. If he's still on the board to me, I think this is a great fit for them. What are your thoughts here in terms of investing in the Eagles at 10 in this last of the top 10 guys that we're looking at in terms of the
1: teams? I've got bets here down on both Carter at plus 500 and Bijan at plus 650. I mean, if Carter slides, the Eagles could stop the slide. And there's even been rumor about uh, them possibly trading up for Carter. Uh, The thinking is that maybe they could, you know, pair him with his college teammate, Jordan Davis, who apparently was a good influence on Carter in the Georgia locker room when they were together. And how how unstoppable would the Eagles be if they did decide to draft Bijan Robinson? Like I know they have other needs too, especially on defense. But I mean, if you've got Bijan Robinson, your defense doesn't need to be great because you're scoring thirty or more points most weeks. So uh, you know, like it, it's really tempting to uh, match up Bijan with the Eagles. Um, yeah, so those those are my two plays here. I, I don't know about an edge guy cornerback. I suppose is a possibility, but maybe they could address that with their second pick in the first round because quarterback It's one of the deeper positions in this draft.
0: Friedman, your thoughts here with the Eagles. Do they go for it
2: all or they just go play it safe? Uh, edge and defensive tackle seem like the most likely just to me in terms of looking at mock drafts and stuff like that but i gotta say offensive line has taken a lot of heat uh recently at number 10 for the eagles and skaronski makes a lot of sense for them because he can play right guard right away you've got a center and a right tackle who are both awesome but both might retire in a year and skaronski has the flexibility to play either of those positions potentially center probably right tackle probably but he could be an awesome right guard immediately so I can see Skaronsky at number 10 I haven't bet it I haven't mocked it but it's it's on the radar all right let's play a little lightning round right here uh with the number
0: of uh players at a position going in round one so i want your gut reaction i'm going to give you the number you tell me over or under you're ready to play let's go i don't care if you're ready to play we're playing total number of quarterbacks in the first round four and a half is the number friedman over or under
2: under <laughs> hard under for me hard I'm not under buying, for me I'm not as well. Hooker.
1: all right fits three for three I think under two I'm not as conv- quite as convinced as Friedman but I I do think his instincts are probably right on that
0: all right okay let's move on to the next one here. total number of running backs in the first round one and a half is the number fits over or under
1: under for me I I like it at plus money I I can't find a fit for Jameer Gibbs that makes sense in the back end of the first round
0: I agree I am with the Bijan standalone RB in round one Friedman three for three yeah, I'll go under, but it's it's a tentative under. I oh, I'm gonna hate myself
2: with it later. You and
0: your tentative unders. Let's go to tight ends in the first round. Everybody loves the tight ends over under two and a half being selected. Friedman over under massive under. I agree. Massive under two for two clean sweep here fits under
1: exactly two
0: okay I think it could be one to tell you the truth because everybody loves these tight ends so much they say hey we can get one in uh, round two we like Laporta we like Musgrave like all these other guys wide receivers uh, drafted in round one over under three and a half that's the number Pat
1: what do you say under really close call though I, I think that's 50 50.
0: I'm going under I think it could be as little as Two or maybe even one. I, I think this class is starting. I think the defensive players, the offensive linemen, they're starting to pull up the board here. What do you think here, Friedman? Over yeah, under take, on the three
2: and a half. I take under, but three and a half is a good number. Okay. I like that you're giving the books some
0: good support there. Uh defensive backs draft in round one. Five and a half is a number, Friedman. Over
2: under. I have to say, um, I'm actually going under on on this and um there's pretty massive positive numbers to the under here and uh i would be betting that that's plus 140
0: there uh what do you think about this number fits over under five and a half defensive backs in round one
1: i still like over even with uh you know what minus 188 or something like that i mean five locks and witherspoon gonzalez joey porter Deontay banks and brian branch we just need one more of you know keely ringo emmanuel forbes cam smith um i, I like it over all i think right, five last... and a half
2: just to jump in here five and a half is the perfect number so i i wouldn't <laughs> be betting it if this was like minus 110 minus 115 but i would bet either side at plus money
0: okay plus money on the five and a half unders where you got all right offensive lineman last one here to do six and a half is the number fits over or under six and a half o lineman going in round one
1: Man, the under, but I'm not convinced. Like, I think we could see guys like Joe Tittman, John Michael Schmitz, maybe even Cody Mock slip into the first round. So that I'm guessing under, but I'm not betting it.
2: Okay. Uh, Friedman, your thoughts
0: on the lineman, six and a half.
2: Okay. When I said massive uh, plus money uh, earlier, this is the one that I was thinking of. I'm under I'm going under and it's like it's close i think five and a half is probably the right line but you can bet it like plus 300 odds under five and a half offensive linemen okay all right let's have some fun here at the end we're gonna
0: take some of our favorite players in fantasy and we're gonna talk about uh our favorite bet for them to land in the spot here let's start with Bijan john robinson my favorite is still the Dallas Cowboys, I'm just going to die on this hill, and that's fine. I'll die alone. a 1,000, move from plus 1,400 to plus 1,000 in just 24 hours. Friedman, your favorite Bijan pick and wager is what?
2: I don't really have one, uh, to be okay. honest. It's that's it's
0: fine. impossible to, is, to mock him. All right. How about yeah. you, Pat? Do you have a favorite uh, Bijan spot?
1: Yeah, Eagles at plus, I think, 750. And I'm fading the Falcons as being the heavy favorites to get him.
0: Jackson Smith and Jigba. Do you have a favorite spot for him, Pat?
1: You know, Aaron Rodgers is gone. The Packers have to take a first round wide receiver. Finally, <laughs> don't they? I mean, just to, don't to rub some knew, but... salt the wound. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, the Packers. I, I that's,
0: they are the favorite, a potentially plus two
1: ideal landings. They have no one in the receiver room other mm. than uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Like that's it.
0: Friedman your thoughts here on JSN's landing spot. Do you have a wager?
2: Yeah, actually interested in the Patriots at plus 850. Um, The Packers also don't really have a tight end, so they could potentially take Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer at number 13, and that means JSN slips to the Patriots at number 14.
0: Three more, and it's probably not going to be a day one thing. More more likely end of round one, but more likely it's even than that, round two. Jameer Gibbs, Freeman, do you have a landing spot? I know yesterday on our FP show in our mock, we had the Miami Dolphins taking them. That's plus 1,000. You like that?
2: I honestly, this is just like uh, throwing up something in the air and being like, hey, where do you think he lands? I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. But I will say um, the Cowboys, like they have been linked to running backs. And if Bijan Robinson is gone, it feels very Jerry Jones to be like, let's just take the next best running back, Jameer Gibbs. (laughs) So I know that's plus 650. I haven't bet it. I don't like it, but I fear it. Okay. Uh, Do you fear uh, Jameer Gibbs' landing spot here, Pat?
1: Look, I think the Bengals are probably going tight end in the first round, but there is a small chance that they take Gibbs late Mm. in the first round, and that allows them to release Joe Mixon, as has been rumored, and right now that's plus 1,000, so I've got a small bet down on that, but uh, for what it's worth, Gibbs has had visits with the Eagles, Buccaneers, and Bears.
0: Pat, I know you've been waiting to talk Hendon Hooker. Where does he land? What's your favorite wager for Hooker?
1: Come on. Oh God! I want to see him land on the Vikings so bad, just because you know I'm just I'm to not make the like, world. Inspan- yeah, that. yeah. I know. Um, so I don't know. The Titans, Seahawks, Lions, all make sense. Um, I, I kind of like the Lions at plus one thousand, just because they have four picks in the first two rounds and uh you know could scoop him up in a couple of different spots conceivably
0: i like where pat's heads at because we did talk about like how long you're going to run this jared golf thing maybe you take a project like hendon hooker what do you think you you work for a
2: couple years and then maybe you pass the torch if things go well in development friedman Uh, I'm not really touching any of the likely landing spots for Hinden hooker. And I would say like, I could see him falling. I like, I know there's some hype on him, but like, I have him ranked like in the forties or 50, I think Daniel Daniel Jeremiah has him ranked in that range, just kind of in like the big board. Like, honestly, if I had to bet anything on Hinden hooker, it would be going to FanDuel, going to the very bottom of the odds and betting just a little bit on all of the teams that are like 300 to one. To take Hinden Hooker because I think it's much more of like a one out of thirty-two proposition mm, than what we're seeing on the boards
0: here. Fascinating. All right, let's close it out on Quentin Johnson. Where's the best fit for Quentin Johnson in know, Europe? Sorry,
2: one more, one more. Hinton, I I will actually say something. Okay. Hinton Hooker, three hundred to one. Um, <laughs> this is so stupid. The Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, three hundred to one. Philadelphia Eagles. There you go.
0: There, Matthew Friedman's contribution in the second round. Okay. In the second round, ra- in the second round. All right. Okay. So let's finish it out with Quinton Johnston. Now Friedman, where do you have him potentially landing? The the board has the Vikings, Ravens, giants, bills, chiefs, and Rams
2: here at the top. Yeah. Giants feels like a reasonable landing spot. They need a a wide mm-hmm. receiver. They need a big wide receiver. And this fits the draft range. Same agreement
0: for you here Fitz. or you got a different team in mind.
1: Um, I've, think the Vikings and the Ravens are possibilities because I think that's around the spot in the first round where I uh, could see Quentin Johnston going but man he is a tough one he has visited like 12 or 13 different teams uh, all of all of which could be possibilities except maybe like the Rams who I don't think are going to be picking high enough
0: all right there you have it everybody uh, make sure you're joining us live for the draft because as these picks are unfolding these odds are going to move we're going to be talking about helping you wager we are the best second screen experience for the nfl draft don't forget that so watch the draft watch us at the same time because we're going to be breaking things down from the fantasy perspective from the wagering perspective to help you with all of your investments across all of those platforms and don't forget to like this video share and subscribe to betting pros and click that little bell to let goes ding for notifications and if you drop a comment below on some of your predictions somebody's going to win a free premium upgrade to betting pros or you could just go right now and upgrade as it were and not leave your life to chance at bettingpros.com slash premium that's what you want to do and check out BetMGM too and use that promo code juice when you sign up that'll do it for us but the story of the game goes on for Fitz and Friedman I'm Joey P we'll see you next time kids